Hey friends, this is Rachel Mitchell, and this is Living on Mission Podcast, the podcast for women who want to live out their faith in all areas of life and not just in the church pew on Sunday. I'm a homeschool mama of two who is building a thriving wellness business from my kitchen table, and I am passionate about discipling my family and other women in their faith. Every day is an adventure that we get to live out with Jesus. So let's go, my friend. I am so excited that you're here. All right. Welcome back to Living on Mission. I am so excited about today's podcast. And honestly, I'm a little bit um, not anxious, excited. I don't really know how to explain it, but this is a topic that I am very, very passionate about. I even did an episode a couple of years ago on something very similar, but I just feel like I've grown in my faith and my walk with the Lord so much since then. And This is something I get asked about all the time. And so I threw up a poll in my Living on Mission podcast Instagram page yesterday and asked which you would rather me share about. And you guys all said that you wanted to, not all, but the the majority of people said that you wanted to hear about fasting and spiritual warfare. So um, just a little bit of background about me. So I grew up in the church, um, definitely grew up in the church. Like my husband says, I was there nine months before I was born, you know, went to, to preschool, to VBS, was in the youth group, all those things. But I didn't actually come to Christ as a follower of Christ, a believer, like putting my faith and my future in the hands of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, believing in his death, his resurrection, and the hope of eternity with him did not do that until I was 24 years old. But even even though I, I did come to Christ later in life, which praise God, praise God, thank you, Lord, so much for not giving up on me. It gives me so much hope as I pray for other people. But you know, thinking back uh, on all that time that I spent in the church, I didn't really ever hear a lot of spiritual teaching on the discipline of fasting. Now, there are lots of spiritual disciplines. There's prayer, there's scripture reading, there's meditation. There are different things that, that obviously Christ modeled for us to do. But fasting in, in the culture that I live in, which we're in the South, a very, very religious area of the world, uh, very, you know, a lot of churches everywhere. I just don't ever hear people teach about fasting. And so I really started to dive into the discipline because I'm a health and wellness coach. I'm very passionate about hormones and gut health and inflammation. And, you know, sugar obviously is one of those foods that just really does nothing good for your body. And causes tons of inflammation. It's horrible for your hormones. And it's just one of those things that honestly, I really started to study and learn about and really wanted to cut out. But it's hard, right? It's really hard. So a few years ago, I picked up Wendy Speaks uh, 40 Day Sugar Fast book and actually had her on the podcast. I'll, I'll link that episode here in the show notes. But, you know, I dove into fasting with the 40 Day Sugar Fast and, you know, gave up sugar and alcohol for 40 days, really started to dive into God's word um, through that 40-day devotional. And it really, so I'm this person when I read something, if an author references another author, like I'm like ping-ponging, like I'm going to find, find that author and their books and so forth. And so 
she mentioned the, a couple of books in her 40-day sugar fast and quoted some authors, and I started to go even deeper. And so I picked up John Piper's Hunger for God, which is all about spiritual fasting, biblical fasting. And then he referenced he referenced Richard Foster, who wrote a book called Celebration of Disciplines. And so that's really where my deep dive into the, the discipline of fasting started. And so, you know, again, again, you know, there's there's not a lot of people that I know and that I'm close to spiritually that actually do these disciplines. And I'm not, not judging. I don't mean that in any way because I didn't for so much of my walk with Christ, but now I do. And now I'm really, really, really passionate about it. And now I'm really, really excited to encourage you to dive into scripture, to dive into these books that I'll, I'll again, I'll link the books in the show notes. But to actually start to look at God's word and start to look for this word, this discipline of fasting. And when you start, it is everywhere. Like it is everywhere. It is all throughout the Old Testament. You know, obviously Jesus fasted, his disciples fasted. Uh, there's so much in our, our, our guidebook for life, the Bible, about biblical fasting. And I keep using that term biblical fasting because I actually think that a lot of people talk talk about fasting in ways that is not biblical. Like for me, yes, you can give up anything for a period of time, but in the Bible, fasts were abstaining from food and drink anything other than water. And, and even some fasts were dry fasts, like no food or water. And so when I say biblical fasting, I am referring to a fast that you actually give up food um, in order to feast on the word of God. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. So I'm not talking about a social media fast. I'm not talking about a like Facebook fast. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm speaking about biblical fasting in which food was given up for a period of time and pretty much anything other than water. Okay. In order to, in order to hear from the Lord. So when we give up food in order to feast on the word of God, we're forced to dive into his word and to turn to scripture as our food essentially. I've heard this over and over lately, and I love the love the the idea, but it's really true. Um, in a recent fast that I did, the the person who was leading it really talked a lot about you know snacking on scripture, eating scripture instead of like eating food, actually consuming the word of God, and and letting that be the food that sustains you, so that you can hear more clearly from Him. And so, what is fasting? What is fasting? John Piper says the heart of it is long. We are putting our stomach where our heart is to give added intensity and expressiveness to our ache for Jesus. So basically fasting is giving up for a period of time consuming food, which can consume our thoughts and our minds and, and become obsessive and an idol, honestly. But it's not bad. Food is not bad. God gave us food to make it through this life, to honestly, not just make it, but to thrive in this life, right? So you, we can't say you can't fast from something that's bad for you. That's not spiritual. That's not spiritual fasting. You can't fast from pornography or fast from uh, gluttony or overeating, right? No, we fast from things that are good, that are God's gift. 
gifts in order to hear more clearly from him. And so fasting, again, is abstaining from food and anything other than water for a certain period of time. Um, again, you can definitely dive into scripture and see that there are all types of fasts. There's a one-day fast in Judges. There was a three-day dry fast that Esther and her people did as they sought for wisdom and discernment and protection from, from the enemies and for guidance and what to do. You know, Saul, after he was converted, he went three days without food and water. Oh my gosh, that's just side note. When I get to heaven, I am finding Paul and I'm going to be like, what did God tell you in those three days? Like, I want to know so badly. It is not in scripture. Um, you know, there are other fasts. Um, I, I don't ter- personally consider Daniel's uh, lifestyle of abstaining from wine and, and meat and rich or pleasant or rich foods. I think that was a lifestyle he chose in order to grow stronger. So, you know, I know it's really popular for people to do like a, a 21 day Daniel fast at the beginning of the year. And I just don't, I don't think that's like a scriptural fast. Um, That's just me personally. Now, you may have another opinion on that, and that's totally okay. But for me, it's it's abstaining from food and water so that we can hear from the Lord. All right? So let's dive in. Let's dive in. Oh, another reference is that someone said recently that that fasting is um, really basically tithing your time and your meals to the Lord so that you can you can hear from him and I love that too. So all right. So the reason I'm telling you this is that recently I made a commitment um, to fast one day. Um, it was just one day for my family, uh, for my family uh, to specifically to specifically pray uh, for the spiritual growth of my children, to pray for my marriage, and to pray for our finances. Now, this was something that I truly, truly felt like God was leading me to do, and. The purpose of this podcast episode is really to talk about the spiritual warfare that happens when we stop, then we pause, when we give our time and our attention and our focus and our our plates to, to the Lord in order to hear more clearly from Him. So absolutely, listen, when you fast, Satan, you go on red alert. Like you go on red alert with the enemy. We know that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ came to give abundant life, right? And so when we fast, Satan says, oh, wait, there is a woman who is absolutely seeking the Lord with all of her heart, with all of her time, with all of her attention, and that can't be good. Because when we fast, we hear so much more clearly from the Lord. And Satan knows that when a woman hears clearly from the Lord, then she is someone who is about to be prepared to do something big for the Lord. Think about all the fasts in the in the Bible. Think about think about Jesus's 40-day fast. Like he was about to start his ministry, right? And so Satan recognized that as something that was harmful to him. And I believe it's the same with us. Whenever any time, like the disciples, they prayed and they fasted before they chose the people who were going to replace um, uh, Judas, you know, before they sent out the disciples into the world to share the, the gospels for the Great Commission. They prayed and fasted. Fasting prepares us for something that God is about to do in our life. And Satan is all over that. He hates it. He hates it. And so when you fast, I want to prepare you. Listen, it sounds so great. It sounds all like super pretty spiritual, but listen, it is spiritual warfare in 
action. It is spiritual warfare in action. And I am here to tell you that when you start to fast, you will be tempted in ways that you can never, ever, ever have imagined, right? So like I said, that that day recently when I decided to pray and fast for my kids, for their spiritual growth, for my marriage, that God would strengthen it and restore things that had been lost. Whenever I prayed and asked for him to really start to help us to, to financially become a family who honors God with our with our money and with our our the gifts that he has given us like listen it hit us hard like i was tempted in ways that i could not have imagined i was actually physically physically felt ill. Like I felt like I was getting the flu, like I couldn't stop crying. Um, immediately that morning, as soon as the my fast started, you know, again, spiritual growth was one of the things in my kids, like something happened and it was just a fight with the kids over something that we had committed to do on Sunday to honor the Lord. Um, you know, honestly, Things went through our bank account that day that we did not expect. That definitely put us into financial straits. Um, you know, Matt and I got into an argument that I didn't even see coming. And so I looked back, and, you know, it's so much easier to see it on this side of it, but it was absolutely Satan's response to me stepping into the spiritual discipline of fasting. And so it just like all fell apart. Like it just all fell apart. And I felt like the world was closing in around me. And I heard someone say recently, um, who was speaking of fasting, she said that when we fast, it's like a detox. Like you think about, you think about when you detox your body from sugar or from processed foods or whatever it is, like when you do that, the first few days are really hard. It's like all that stuff is coming to the surface and you're cranky and you're angry and it it's just got to get out of your body. But as it gets out of your body, it's like awful. And and someone referred to that as like when we start to fast, like those things that are inside of us, those temptations, those strongholds, those, those whatever it is, start to come to the surface. And it's like, they are just crying to get out of our body. But as they do, like it's just almost a little bit torturous. And so, you know, when we fast, listen, again, you are stepping onto a spiritual battleground where Satan is ready. He is ready to fight and, and to do whatever he can to stop you from, from stepping into whatever it is that God is calling you to. And we can, we can really use the 40-day fast that Jesus went through as an example as kind of like a um, a format for what does happen when we fast. Now, I am not encouraging you to do a 40-day fast. I'm not telling you to do any type of fast. I'm telling you my experience, which is what we do as believers, and encouraging you to to um, experiment with it on your own. And, you know, go small. You could start with one day. You know, don't, definitely you're not going to start with three-day fast, like if you've never done that before. But, but just definitely start to pray and to read scripture, read these books that I've given you as references, and start to... Ask God, is this something that you want me to do to hear more clearly from you? But when Jesus fasted, um, you know, four things that we can learn from from his 40-day fast before he started his ministry um, is that Satan will not hesitate to play with our minds. Satan will not hesitate to make us question who we are and if we should even be doing this. I will tell you, just during that one-day fast where everything fell apart, 
Like I was literally questioning so many things about God, about not about God himself, but about, am I in the will of God? Should I be doing this? Should we be taking a Sabbath? Should we be doing these these things that I had heard so clearly from God to tell us to do? I had so much doubt in my mind and hesitation and just anxiety about it. And, you know, Satan really, really wants to mess with your mind. And what he does is he manipulates scripture just like he did with Jesus up on the mountaintop in the wilderness. He takes it out of context and makes his way seem more enticing. You know, specifically, we were praying about Sabbath and I was like, okay, God, am I even supposed to lead my family in this Sabbath? Like, are we supposed to give up certain things for the Sabbath? Is that part of your will? And like, even saying that now, it sounds crazy because of course, just like fasting, the Bible talks about the Sabbath all throughout. It is so, it is something God designed to help us grow in our faith and grow closer to him and to rest, right? But Satan was making me question all of those scripture verses that I had studied um, about fasting. Satan will steal, kill, and destroy. He will mess with your mind. He will take scripture out of context to make you doubt what God is calling you to do. Um, the, another point from this 40-day fast of Jesus's is Jesus was tempted, but he didn't sin. So listen, being tempted while you're fasting is not a sin. Being tempted to do something like, you know, let's just for example, financially, being tempted to go out and spend money whenever I was praying about, you know, actually being a better better steward of my finances, uh, being tempted to do that was not the sin. Acting on the sin, um, acting on the temptation is where the sin occurs. So that's really important. As you prepare prepare to go into a fast, or maybe you've been in one and you look back and you kind of felt bad about having some thoughts or feelings or things, listen, temptation is not the sin. It's when we act on it that that is when it becomes a sin. So the last thing that I want to point out about spiritual warfare and uh, as an example from Jesus's 40-day fast is what is the way out of our temptation? What is the way out of you know, falling prey to the enemy and and letting him win over over winning with Jesus. And that's scripture. That's scripture. Ephesians six twelve says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And let me tell you, sister, if you don't think that there are evil forces at work in our world, then you really need to get real with yourself and really get into God's word and look and pray and ask him to, to help you discern and to identify there are evil forces at work in our world. Some are obvious, some are blatant, some are standing right in front of us. Um, in our world we live in today, but some are sneaky. Some are, are lurking. Some are, are things that you won't even see coming. And it's so important to arm ourselves with scripture that is going to help us fight fight as we step onto the battlefield when we choose to fast. And so I'm going to read through some of my favorite scriptures when it comes to this. And again, of course, I'll put these in the show notes so you can reference them, but make some notes, like get us, pause this podcast right now, get out your Bible, get out a notebook and make some notes and just write at the top fasting, spiritual warfare, and write these down underneath it. So you have them as a reference when you get ready to do this. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the 
my in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The devil's schemes. They are out there. They are alive and well. God knew it. God knew it. That's why he gave us this instruction. It's why he talks about the, the armor of God. It's why he details it. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, you know. Um, oh gosh, I can't. The sword of the spirit. Like the, I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head, but they're real. We must be putting them on every single day, whether we're fasting or not, but especially when we fast. Um, the next verse is 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. Um, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Listen, you've probably heard that verse. If you're in church, you've heard it over and over, but do you believe it? Do you believe it? Like, are you living it? Do you believe that we have the divine power in our hands as believers to demolish strongholds, to demolish arguments that set it, set themselves up against the knowledge of God? Do you believe that with God's help, you can take captive every thought that is drawing you away from Christ and you can actually make it obedient, obedient to Christ? This is not weak language. Demolish demolish, um, you know, take captive, make it obedient. You know, that is strong language. And that is the power that we have as believers when we step into God's truth and we fight with this, these spiritual, spiritual weapons that we have. Another one that I love, I love, 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking, looking for someone to devour. He's not hoping. He is looking. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Do you know that when you fast, like one of the things God wants us to do is to pr pray for believers all over the world? Um, um, I remember that from John Piper's Hunger for God book. So, you know, don't, don't just, don't just sit on the sidelines and like wait for something to happen. Be alert, be sober minded, get your, get the junk out of your body and be ready to fight because he is ready to, to come and devour you. Um, James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Matt loves to do this first with the boys, submit, resist, and he's got to flee, right? Submit yourself to God, be in his word, be in his will, resist the devil by reading scripture, by fasting, by praying, and he will flee from you. Listen, it's true. It's true. God wouldn't put it in there so plainly if it wasn't possible. Um, of course, you know I love John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and full life. Fasting is part of that full life for me. Plain and simple. Fasting draws me to Christ. Fasting gets the world out. Fasting helps me to see visually the spiritual spiritual battles for my family and my time and my heart and my commitments. Fasting Fasting gives me that full life in Christ, and it will you too. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when that temptation comes, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And let me tell you, on that that Sunday that I was fasting and praying and all this came, out me, came at me, I wanted to retreat. 
I wanted to lay down and and just shut the shut everything off, turn off my mom duties, my wife duties, my financial duties. Like I wanted to check out, but God gave me a way out because he reminded me. He said, "Rachel, you're seeking me. You're seeking me over the world and we have got this together. You are not fighting alone. You are fighting with me. I am going I have defeated the enemy." I have defeated the enemy and he just doesn't like it. So put your head down, pray even harder and trust me. And listen, I came out of that that simple fast with more from God in those moments, those hard moments than I probably have out of any other fast that I've ever done. And, you know, of course, there are all these these boundaries around fasting. When you do it, you know, we shouldn't proclaim it to the world, uh, but it's okay to talk about it. It's good to talk about it after the fact. It's good to witness and testify to what God did. Like that's what's in the Bible. Those people, it's written there so we could have a testimony to what God does through fasting. So obviously set your boundaries, guard your heart. Don't do it for show. You know, if you do it by yourself, do it by yourself. Don't tell people that you're fasting. If you do it, there's lots of community fasts, which are fantastic, you know, but still like, listen, keep your head up, put your smile on. Don't look weak. Don't look weary. Like actually step into your fast with the full knowledge that God God has got you, that he has something prepared for you to do, or he would not be calling you into the fast. And listen, get ready to fight, but be excited about it. I hope this hasn't scared you. I hope it's energized you. I hope it's like actually made you hungry to to go do your own homework, to get in God's word, to look at these scriptures, to to do your own study about biblical fasts and say, God, is this for me? Is it, are you calling me into this right now? Is that grow up spiritually? Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait to hear. So, you know, yeah, definitely give me some feedback. Give me some feedback on, on this type of podcast. It's stuff that I'm passionate about. It's things that, you know, God is teaching me and I want want to teach teach and disciple other people, even my kids, my family. Um, and so let me know. Let me know what questions you have or if you have other thoughts or if you, you have done this before and you want to send me a direct message and say, hey, Rachel, this happened the last time I fasted. Like I am all about celebrating what God does through these spiritual disciplines. So um, let me know. Give me some feedback. Please always leave a review of the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen and leave me a rating. Um, it helps me get this out to more people. And of course, if you share on social media, please tag me. It is my joy to see who is listening and who's sharing and that so that I can I can share you as well. But here we go. Part of part of growing up in Christ is learning these spiritual disciplines and implementing them. And, and that helps us to live on mission to to tell more people about Christ. All right. See you later, guys. Until next week.